Welcome, friends, to Liberation Lectionary. Uh, I'm uh, Francisco Garcia, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. And with me is my partner, Jamie Edwards Acton, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, where it is about uh, 85 degrees out here with some cloud cover. Oh, I want to <laughs> live in Los Angeles. You know that song? <laughs> Frank Black former Pixies. I want to live in Los Angeles. Okay, sorry. I'm missing my home. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just lifting that up. So and he's friends, a music encyclopedia too. Hey, so. You know, it just comes to me random <laughs> in random ways. So um, today we're focusing on the text for Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. Um, so the gospel assigned for the principal service is Mark 16 uh, verses 1 through 8. And um, we're going, as we get into the text, you know, recognizing that um, we want to acknowledge uh, Holy Week and what's transpired. So we'll probably spend some time doing that and then get into what this text means for us, uh, what it could mean from a liberation lens. So, Jamie. Okay. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him and very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen they went to the tomb they'd been saying to one another who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb when they looked up they saw that the stone which was very large had already been rolled back as they entered the tomb they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed but he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. <laughs> so what's what hymns are you going to jam on on Easter Sunday, Jamie? Uh gosh. Um how about uh I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Please, yeah. please tell me that uh, you're not going to do um, Jesus Christ is risen Written, today. You know me too well, <laughs> sir. No, I mean, and even, know, if we, and even, even if we did it, it would be, you know, with the a jazz band or some course, rhythm in course. the background. And, you know, so. <laughs> Wonderful. I know. Not to, you know, I'm just. I feel like days like Easter Sunday, obviously, it, there's just, there's so much that, that is done that is kind of like done by rote, you know? Yeah. And I feel like on a, a day like Easter, um, the challenge to look at this from a liberation perspective is to, is to really, like, how do we really make it come alive in the way that um, I think that um, it was intended, right? Mm -hmm. um and so on a day like easter you know we got families coming together we got celebrations obviously in the pandemic context it's not the way it has been um but 
you know, how do we how do we get past the the stagnancy of what Easter has become? I think in our culture. So, yeah, that's just my question. Uh, well, that is a good question. Um, I think this, you know, this year is it kind of feels like we're in living these scripture passages. You know what I mean? A lot more deeply, mm -hmm. and there's something. Um, there's something that leaves us um, unfulfilled or left hanging in this uh, in this Easter passage. Um, it's not uh, there's no, nothing is tied up in a in a neat little bow, right? And there's no it's not super dramatic. The you know the resurrection encounter. Um, it's there's a lot of subtlety here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of kind of stating the reality, right? Stating you know what the deal is. And, and, and the reaction is, is that um, instead of going and skipping and singing Jesus Christ is risen today, they went out and fled from the tomb uh, for terror and amazement had seized them, right? And right. they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid, even though they had just been told by this guy, hey, go tell the disciples and Peter. I like that, you know, like go tell the disciples and Peter. And Peter. Uh, he's kind of in the doghouse after this whole thing. So, um but there, so there is this, you know, there's this unresolved aspect of um, the resurrection. And I feel like the, that that's kind of where we're at right now. There's this, there's this rush, right, to, to get back to what our normal, you know, you know, I keep asking this question, uh, or I please keep begging my colleagues and other communities, don't rush to get back to what we think was normal or the way things used to be. Uh, because it dishonors this experience, and, and we have right. to. That part of our experience during the pandemic has been to reimagine and reconnect with who we are, who the church is, and what the church is for. And 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 now we can, as we come back out, right, um, and uh, and 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 start adding things like meeting in person for what not just worship, but you know, I, I have a priority of meeting in person and. Worship is down the list. It comes after, like I think, pancake supper, karaoke singing together, uh, the 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 potlucks with the tacos and the tamales and the. Oh pupitas. man, you're making me hungry now. I mean, it's just and garden day, right? So I think worship is down there, uh, you know, on number five. We can have communion at all those other things. So, but yeah. uh, you know, in terms of a formal worship, so um, I I hope that. Uh, we, we don't rush, you know, that like we've seen, we see the possibility of new life, right? We've seen the stone rolled away. Our imagine our imaginations have been kind of triggered, right? Like, um, or, or provoked. Um, but in doing so, it's not like we're going to go back to like how things were like the, the you know, the, the, Mary, you know, and the Marys and Salome that go to the tomb, uh, they're not, once they've experienced this, they're not going to go back to life like it was. You know what I mean? There's yeah, just life, no is, life is utterly changed. And I think life is utterly changed. And so you have to, uh, they're now, be, I think part of the uh, being in terror is like they're realizing, oh crap, we've got to, like, now our lives are going to completely change. We have to reconfigure how we think. We have to rewire um, our brains and, and our hearts, you know, for, um, 
for, you know, what we're going to do with our lives now after we have, you know, we, and they just scratched the surface in witnessing this, right? They've not yet begun to fully experience the resurrection. Go ahead. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know what the resurrection is. I mean, and, and I they think that's what, what it's like, right? Yeah, this is what the text, I think, like you said, it kind of leaves, leaves them hanging, um, right? It said, uh, all it says is, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, right? They had seen that. So they had experienced the terror of that, right? Yeah. They had been with Jesus on this journey. They had seen him, you know, get flogged and, and you know, put on a cross, you know, it, you know which was obviously the, the, the form of, of state sanctioned, you know, um, and led executions, right? Uh, for for the, the most criminal of, of, of the criminals. And so Jesus was, was seen in that light um so they had seen that um and then all it says next is he has been raised he is not here right so what could that mean to them that he has been raised right right and then look there's the place they laid him but go and tell that he is going ahead of you to galilee so wait a minute he's been crucified and yet he's going to be in galilee right there's i mean <laughs> you, right. no wonder there's utter terror and like dread of what what is going on yeah. um in, in in this encounter and so i think it's important to say like yeah so even we have you know two thousand plus years of 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 hindsight to to you know and 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 tradition that has revolved around you know what easter is today but i think again if we go to the text um i don't think we can leave our communities um, feeling all nice and hunky-dory on Easter, right, in terms of what new life can mean and what new life has to mean. I think we have to do the hard and honest work that, that um, Easter is new life, but it requires us to feel what is felt in this story, and it requires us to go, right? We right. got to go to Galilee. We have to continue to find and to follow Jesus through the crucifixion, and, and, and to find the place where new life might be possible. And what a, wonder, what a great opportunity to, uh, I love this. I mean, it just connects with my experience during this pandemic. You know, you know Francisco, I pastor two churches, right? And um, so one of the churches um, in, in Hollywood campus, it's a, in, inside the sanctuary, uh, it's a big sanctuary and very kind of an elegant plane. It converts into a preschool during the week. So during the during COVID, since we haven't been during the pandemic, since we haven't been worshiping on site, it's just been a preschool the whole time. And so uh, it's been, you know, there has been, although we it went way down, we went from 90 families to zero, then to six, and then climbing back up, you know. Um, but there's still there was still activity there. There was still life in that in that space. In the, in the other church, um, it was, I had this really weird experience. I had not gone into the sanctuary at St. Mm. Barnabas in Eagle Rock for like seven months into the pandemic. And when I went in there for the first time, everything was like, it was like, it was like we'd been taken up right in the, in, into the sky and everything was left as it was, you know, uh, on the last day. Um, so the music from the band was still on, you know, that we played in that last service, the candles that we put out on the tables, the, you know, even some of the, the you know, that we'd use for communion, the stuff we'd use for communion, we had anticipated coming back later and mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of taking care of um, as would be our routine. All those things were just like they were on that last service when we closed. 
um, in like March or, you know, and um, it was super weird. And I got, you know, I, what I re what I get from that is like this part where this guy's telling the women here, you know, um, you know, you're looking for Jesus. He was the one crucified. He's been raised. He's not here. Look, that's the place where they laid him. Um, and so go tell, you know, the others uh, that he's not here. And I kind of got that, you know, feeling going in there that, oh, actually for seven months, we've been in search of Jesus, in search of community, in search of meaningful ministry, uh, impactful social justice action, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. not in the sanctuary. We have not, mm -hmm. it has not been connected to the sanctuary, right? Mm -hmm. It has been done. We, we had been doing it through other means through online and, and, you know, stuff like that. And it just, it was, it just made me think like, you know, it was a good, this is a good reminder that even though our churches are so beautiful and our churches are so elegant and nice and, and comfortable spaces to be in, Jesus is not there. Look, yeah. that's where they laid him. Mm -hmm. That's where they laid him. He's gone. Okay. Yep. So do we want to turn our churches into, you know, like, we don't want to turn our churches into tombs. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like we, mm -hmm. we want to, we want, we want to use our churches as an opportunity to connect with one another. Right. Mm -hmm. But not to pretend that only that God dwells here more than in the poor, more than in those who are suffering, more than in those who are being oppressed or what, you know, I mean, more than in the cries for justice, right? In the, in the streets and stuff that we have to, this has been an opportunity to go look for Jesus elsewhere beyond this particular space. Yeah. So forgive me to all the people if I you felt like I just called your churches tombs. I didn't, that's not where I was going with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I think you point to an important, you know, feeling that I think exists amongst people who are involved in the church, whether it's, you know, priests or, um, uh, you know, lay people who are very active on, you know, in church boards, you know, or um, et cetera, the, you know, the feeling, the feeling of fear that some people have um, when the pews are not, you know, full, right? Um, and when the, the, the church is not being sort of utilized in that fashion, like you said, when in reality, um, church can be happening everywhere and all the time through all those other things that you, that you mentioned. I mean, you just mentioned earlier that, that, you know, that you and a bunch of, you know, people at, at your community fed, you know, gave out like 8,000 pounds of food, right? um today yep. and that that happens every week um you know that's an expression of church you know that is church and uh, um and and you know the, the actions that we take um to to see again carrying this this you know idea of crucifixion and and looking at um who in our in our midst is being crucified today all the work that we do to organize and to and to show some kind of um, you know a presence to stand in, you know to try and disrupt um, you know the, the oppression and crucifixion from happening right um, 
that's that's being church um you know and so rolling the tomb you know rolling the stone away i think is is sort of the metaphor um that there's nothing there is to is to is the call to sort of to keep going to keep following and and um you know i think that that's kind of like the invitation um, to discover that new life elsewhere um so and what a i mean it's what a it's such a great invitation too that to discover new life, not just elsewhere, but everywhere. You know what I mean? Everywhere. It's just like, it's all around us. Um, you know, we did, as you know, um, cause I think I saw you tune in on the Facebook live, you know, we had a action at Adelanto uh, city hall um, on Holy Tuesday um, a couple of days ago. And we're trying to pressure the city council um, to do the right thing, right? To, to stand up for what is right and stop issuing permits to even let the detention center in their town, you know, uh, even exists, let alone, you know, kind of expand their operation, this for-profit, you know, immig- immigrant uh, detention center that, uh, you know, works with ICE and stuff, that's just filled with abuses and just, you know, horrible stories of suffering. Uh, and a lot of those stories and testimonies we heard at the action, right? We had, yep. we had people who had been formerly incarcerated there that were testifying to their own experiences or loved ones who still have people inside or the lawyer of Martin Vargas, who, you know, uh, was sick with COVID and and on death's door, and they kicked him out. You know, ICE and uh, they they discharged him without telling anybody. He wandered the streets and died in the streets from you know um, from COVID, and um, and a, he had a stroke. You know, and 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 it's just you know, and we were hearing these testimonies and just, but then. At the same time, in the midst of this like desperate suffering, just to hear the hope and to hear the possibility that people spoke of, it was, I mean, it was church and, and it was interfaith church, right? Mm-hmm. And we had clergy, we had, we had rabbis, we had priests that kind of opened and, and put and contextualized the whole moment mm-hmm. in, you know, in, 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 in placed it in the context of our faith and our, our, um, you know, our, our faith hopes, right, for, for liberation. And um, it was church, it was a church service. And, um, and I feel like that could happen anywhere, not just, you know, kind of an, a political action like that, but it could be handing out food, it could be, um, you know, um, taking a walk with, you know, friends through nature, you know, Peyton in our community, they have the Church of All Wanderers and they, and they experience church as they hike right through the mountains the community hikes through the the mountains of la and stuff like that and it's very churchy but it's not in the tomb it's not in the building necessarily and so um i think there is this invitation to go seek out the risen christ seek out the possibilities of god um especially uh, coming on the you know at the end of this holy week where we thought it was all done right like we thought we thought that the powers of this war, we thought that Pilate would get the last word, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the joke's on Pilate in the end. So, um, so yeah, I think there is this big invitation to go out and just look, even if it scares the crap out of us, you know? Yeah. And to like, see that. I could dig them. So. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And, and, like, we see in, in to be 
sort of attentive to um, the experience of Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, and, um, you know, and how their experience, you know, in this moment, it says that they, they, they said nothing, right? But they have a testimony, right? It right. was in their bodies, and it was in their spirit. And that testimony was, is, is, was going to be shared, you know, it was just in that moment. Um, that, you know, the shock of the whole situation, but so I think, you know, that I think that's something that we can all resonate with, right? That as we experience the um, incredible suffering in our midst, whether it's personal suffering, whether it's things that we see happening in our communities, um, whether it's what's happening in the news that are, you know, events of national significance, like, you know, the, the, the trial, um, you know, that's happening right now, or, um, you know, Derek, Derek Chauvin, 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 Chauvin. right, in, in who, who killed uh, George Floyd, right, there's a lot of trauma that's being replayed in, in, in the, in the witnesses, right, and that experienced and saw firsthand this execution, so think about that, right, the trauma that, that, that people witnessed, right, the EMT, um, you know, the, the bystander, um, you know, all the people that witnessed what happened and saw George Floyd, you know, in front of their eyes, you know, you know, being treated the way he was treated, and then, you know, summarily um, t having his life taken away, his final breaths taken away at the hands of our, you know, our, our legal authorities, our police system, there's trauma in that. And not unlike the trauma that Mary, uh, the Marys and, and Salome and others witnessed when they saw Jesus being crucified, right? Mm -hmm. And right. so these things are happening today. And so where, how can we find the hope and the deep belief that there can be justice, right? And, and who knows what's gonna come out of this trial decision, right? Right. But do, and, we, do we rely on that system to dictate if justice is served or not, right? What is the work that happens regardless of this verdict? <laughs> what is the work to really make deep system change, um, you know, and to create um, communities that, that, you know, that are seen and feel safe, you know? Right. right. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up the, um, you know, the trauma aspect of, um, of, of what the um, witnesses are, you know, kind of reliving in this trial that's going on right now. And then the trauma that the Marys and Salome obviously must have experienced seeing this horrible crucifixion. And, and then you said something else about how the, you know, they don't, they don't get it right away or something like that, the, um, you know, when they get the news. And I think that's a, that's a really grace filled moment right there, right? Especially for folks going through trauma, seeking justice, looking for hope, right? That, that, um, there's kind of a slow roll on this uh, on this resurrection, you know. So yeah. you're making me think I want to tell my folks this Sunday, you know, that um, we don't have to get it all uh, this Sunday. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to experience the full resurrection this Sunday. That's right. Let's just start the ball rolling, right? Yeah. Let's just start. Let's just um, create a little space for the possibility of hope, right? And whether we're thinking on, you know, the national things that are going on for the possibility of justice and hope, or if it's in our own getting, 
you know, back together again in some fashion, right? That there's that hope, that community and hope, you know, that connection and hope again. Uh, but but we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna, you know, we're gonna all kind of come at this at different paces. You know what I mean? I know in my community, people are, uh, some people would, if we had church in person right now, they would be there in a heartbeat. And then there's others that are just, you know, I can't, I'm not ready, right? Mm-hmm. And and that speaks to just so many things, you know, in life, not just the being the fear of this virus, but it speaks to a lot of, I think people are just tentative, you know, in, in a lot of ways, um, because we've lived in such a tentative time right now and such a, um, you know, where nothing seems solid, you know? Yeah. So a liminal space so that's right so i think yeah i think this sunday is a day to 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 say we are we're we are just leaving the tomb and we're just go we're just we're moving right we're moving so that we don't remain in a in a you know the what the paralysis of analysis right about what just happened right but we're sort of following the call to say go right uh, Jesus is ahead of you, right? right. And we're going to seek to follow and then believe that there is new life in the following, right? Right. And, and, right. and so the new, uh, and I think in our liturgical tradition, there's a reason why Easter is 50 days and not one day, you know, because you do that's have it. to live that's into right. the resurrection. You right. have to live into what, what, what a radical new way of thinking and being um, can actually mean. Right. Um, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I, I sort of, uh, Going back to music, right? It's it's. I think it's we, all about so music. much. So much of life happens <laughs> in music. So, a couple of years ago, I kind of did a play on, um, you know, Gil Scott Heron's song, "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised." And mm-hmm. so, the sermon that I preached on Easter was, "The resurrection, <laughs> the resurrection will not be televised. The resurrection will be live." That's right. That's right. We got to yeah. be it. We got to live it. We got to follow. And you've got me, you've got me thinking about how I might rewrite, you know, the lyrics to Jesus Christ is risen today. You know, I'm thinking like Jesus Christ is risen. So they say, you know, I don't believe it yet, but you know, tomorrow's another day. Right. And so uh, I'm open to the possibility uh, and I'll be, uh, I'll leave a little space for hope and curiosity. And I want to believe that Jesus Christ is risen. I don't know quite what it means yet. <laughs> that's right. That's all I've got right now. So, um, you know, that's, that's enough, though, I think, for today. Right. So, um, all right, man. Well, what do you think? I think it's good. I think it'll preach. All right. Well, Francisco, <laughs> as always, it's been a pleasure uh, being with you today and sharing with our friends. You want to take us on out of here? And... All right, friends. Be well, take care of yourselves, go and keep following. Happy Easter, but may it be a revolutionary Easter. Yeah, Jesus is risen slowly. Take it slow. Peace.